You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. Three windows back. We got John Tweet Sports back with us. The dog dispatch man himself. <laughs> hmm. John, how, do you, how you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. It is a prime well, day to be with you, gentlemen. Mm, mm. We will take the gentleman. No one else believes that but you, so I appreciate you for I'll, calling us that. I'll keep trying to make believers. Good. I, don't know, right. I don't know how much more I can do, guys. <laughs> Listen, I think we would all agree you've done enough, John. You've it's not you've, you've gone above and beyond. Uh, Call of Duty uh, is is yours. Uh, if you don't know John, his uh, Twitter handle is John Tweet Sports. He does, in fact, tweet sports as well as the dogdispatch.com. He gives out a mailer. Just got mine, was reading it pre production, chock full of insights. Go over there, check it out. We'll let John talk a little bit more. But first, we'll let you know that we are fans. John's a fan. Daniel's a fan. I'm a fan of UGA, which makes this podcast all the better because the mockery is welcomed. Uh, the seriousness took. Uh, a hiatus long ago. We don't take each other too sure. seriously, nor ourselves. We like to be fans first and foremost and talk about the dogs like fans do, like you would at a tailgate uh, or with your friends. So uh, join us in that fun on this podcast, Daniel. Yeah, that's what it's all about for fans by fans. It's why we started the pod. It's why we still do it. Um, uh, so while John will provide you with insightful commentary on the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, he's doing so from a fan's perspective, and that's really all we care about. John hates Tennessee more than like more than he hates anything else in this world, and so uh, John, quick, that's quick really questions. the energy. Okay. Do you, um, in fact, have telephone bills? Do I have telephone bills? Yes, yeah. I have telephone okay. bills. Yeah, great. Have you ever been with a woman that was a half bear, a half cat? <laughs> No comment. These okay. feel like the questions got way more personal. I don't know really what quickly. I, would you ever say that that if the, it had been with a bear slash cat woman, that she was wild as a mink, but maybe sweet as soda pop? Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, I think this is the worst question line of questioning I've ever felt. In that's, that's a, well. Well, you you would answer no to all of these, and that means you are not a absolute moonshine hillbilly in the Tennessee mountains, luring people away so to kill them and not have them be able to call anybody because there's no phone bills and have relations with bearcats. I think what Clint's trying to get at, if you have already turned off the podcast, tease and peace to you. Um, these are the actual words to the Tennessee fight song. Clint is reading the words. They are. Absolutely. To the actual Tennessee fight song, it's one Rocky. of the greatest. It's there. one of the greatest moments in lockdown podcast history. Lockdown Bulldogs podcast history when we when we just read verbatim the Tennessee fight song on the air. Um, listen, if you need to know how this podcast feels about Tennessee, and you're watching on YouTube, you can find it right there. That's it. That's the that's that's the message that we're trying to send, Clint. There's 41 reasons to hate Tennessee, and there are zero reasons to hate the University of Georgia. 
And those are the only numbers that really matter in the grand scheme of things. 100%. Uh, listen, we're going to talk like fans do on this podcast. Thanks for subscribing. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you guys have been great over the last few days. Keep that energy up. As we said, 1,000 subscribers by the SEC Championship game. We're going to do something for the people. feels like we should do something for the people, Clint, if we reach this goal. I'm not sure what it is. We'll come up with something. We'll put something in the dog dispatch for the, as 100%. like a reward for the we'll people. Do, we'll do. Hey, dog dispatch will pony up on a on a uh, giveaway. Yeah, we'll do a little. We'll do a little we'll giveaway. Do, we'll do, we'll do yeah, some we'll sort do of a, giveaway. We'll do a collaborative giveaway when we hit a you thousand love, subscribers. On you YouTube. love to see it. Thousand subscribers by the SEC championship game. We'll so if you're not already subscribed, do that on the YouTube channel. When we hit a thousand subscribers. The Lockdown Bulldogs podcast and the Dog Dispatch, we will do a little collaborative giveaway. Um, I've heard that one of the three people on this YouTube right now uh, have too much, possess too much bourbon. That's what I've been told. And it ain't, it they ain't on the top row. I'll tell you that right now. They are not, they are not on the top row. So uh, you can't hide money, Clint. You, you just can't. You can't hide it. It just shows up. The whiskey right. is piling up, gentlemen. Somebody's got to take it. We are off the rails, uh, long since off the rails. John, um, were you at the hallowed grounds on Saturday? Were you, in fact, between the hedges um, for the the big noon nooner against Missouri? I wish I was. I did not make it out this Saturday. Um, mm. My my daughter uh, turned 10 years old, so shout out to Finley. Happy uh, birthday, Finley. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I was I was sick on Saturday. We were having a birthday party on Sunday, and if I did not recover um, by the birthday party, I would have been in big trouble. But I did stay glued to my television, watching every second. I watched the replay of the game, a.k.a. Uh, recorded the game and watched it over um, immediately. And, uh, immediately, yep. um, probably more than once. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I felt yep. like I felt <laughs> I felt like I was was at the game uh, minus uh, the tailgate. Shout out to the dog pack tailgate. Um, sorry, I missed you guys. Can we can we start with this? Clint and I talked a bunch yesterday. Uh, I think I don't know if you heard the pod yesterday, but we I, we talked a bunch about the receiving core. Thought it was wait 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 wait. Did I hear the pod? I, mean, I come listened. On. Come on. I listen, listen religiously to the pod. I assume you Kelvin. only listen to the episodes that you're on, John, to be <laughs> honest with you. That's what I assume. That's uh, you assume that because that's what you would do. That's I only listen to the episodes I'm on. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Uh, we talked a lot yesterday about the receivers. Thought this was a coming out party for the receiving core. Um Don't need to belabor that point. These guys are very good. There are many of them, and they're all very good. Quarterbacks, I thought both played well. I think we have two good quarterbacks. I think we would all agree on that point. Can we actually start in in our look back on Saturday? And then I want I'll open it up for you to talk about maybe in the second segment anything you want from last week that stood out to you. But can we start by talking about Mark Rick? Because we did not talk about this on the pod mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. We got we were too excited to talk about some of the offensive playmakers. But yeah, I mean somebody just cutting up all the onions. Man. In my house on Saturday, I do not know who was making onion Man. stew, but Man. I'm telling you, there were just onions everywhere in this house. What? A, who is this Mark Richt, and why is he the greatest person to ever live, John? 
Guys, okay, it, it is hard for me to describe my respect and admiration for Mark Richt. Um, if you were a Georgia fan in the 90s, so my, in, my, my influential years, my teenage years playing sports and being a diehard Georgia fan uh, were in the 90s, and that was not a fun time. As a Lean fan. times. Every year, we... The Georgia Bulldogs managed to get beat by some combination of Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, and Georgia Tech. So those th- three of those four teams were going to beat you every year. Just every no, year, there was no question. It was it was just a matter of like, is Georgia is Georgia Tech going to beat you this year, or is Auburn going to beat you this year? Basically, because Tennessee and Florida were probably beat every year. Meanwhile, John, yeah. Hines Ward and Champ Bailey were running out the tunnel and we're still losing we're all still those games. Those we're still games. losing all those that, games. I think you know what? Like I think that's a that's a that's a fair point. For people who weren't around to see uh Garrison Hurst who should have won <clears> the Heisman <throat> trophy, Eric Zier who was setting records, Hines Ward, Champ Bailey. Georgia had players. Like this, you know, people act like, you know, maybe we were, maybe we didn't have players, but we had players. Um, What Mark Rick did for Georgia coming out of the period of the 90s was he made Georgia a team that not only could compete with the upper echelon of college football, but could beat them and could win actual games that mattered and win championships. I mean, I remember in 2002, I mean, I I personally uh, never thought it was possible for Georgia to win the SEC championship. I didn't even really think it was possible for them to win the East back then, right? I mean, you got to remember, like, Florida, Tennessee were winning national championships and just blowing the dogs out. And Mark Rick comes in, 2001 beats Tennessee, 2002 wins the SEC East, blows out Arkansas and then goes and beats Florida State who was dominating at the time and set Georgia on a whole other trajectory of college football. I mean, I think Georgia has Kirby Smart because of Mark Richt and I think mm. people need to recognize that. Well because said. Kirby, because if if Mark Richt didn't build what he built at Georgia, then there would be no no place, you know, for Kirby for Kirby Smart to do what he's doing today and I think um, ultimate respect for Mark Rick. The second thing is if, if you listen to players talk about, if you listen to players talk about their reverence for Mark Rick, him as a mentor, him as a leader, how they're a better man because of Mark Rick. I mean, it was just unreal. I'm glad he got his day. Um, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these days that have like happen on Saturday happen, uh, uh, way too late or don't happen at all. And, um, and yeah. for Mark Rick to be, you know, just, a few years removed from coaching Georgia and to get that recognition on Saturday was fantastic. Listen, I, as much as you said about what he did for the program, uh, on a uh, universally known to be a better human being than he is a football coach, build a freaking statue, rename a wing yes. of the facility. Like let's yes. just, let's just freaking do the right thing here, Georgia. Um, I made the mistake one time of uh, commenting that when the coaching search happened, Mark Rick is gone doing the coaching search. And I made the mistake of saying, I'm so thrilled Kirby Smart couldn't be happier to move on from Mark Rick. And uh, Daniel's wife, um, I've never seen a woman about to kill a man, but but I saw it in her eyes. She, She almost killed me. 
right then and there yeah. where I stood. Yeah. Because, only- because he was such, not only a good coach, like he, and he was, but mm-hmm. the person he was was yeah. universally known to everybody. You guys, I'm sure most of the folks listening to the podcast have read the story of Mark Rick and Trey Battle. I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you have. But mm-hmm. if you have not, go Google Mark Rick and Trey Battle and read that story of where Trey Battle, a former player, was on a bridge in Athens and was going Lit- to kill himself. Literally. Was literally going to jump off of a bridge and kill himself. And the person that he thought to call was not a family member, was not a close friend, was Mark Rick. And Mark Rick answered the phone and got to a place where he could get Trey off the bridge to Mark Rick's house, surrounded him with former players and friends. And Trey battle says Mark Rick literally saved his life. And um, I don't know guys, like, I mean, there, I have, I played, I played a lot of sports and um, had a lot of coaches that were influential in my life. It, God forbid, if I ever got to that place, I don't, I don't know that my football coach would be would be the guy that I'd be calling, right? I mean, uh, if I'm nope. in that position, but Mark Rick was the guy that Trey Battle called, and I think you know that's why <laughs> that's why you have our wives and everyone else um, uh, revering the guy, and uh, and separate from you know whatever football results or outcome, um, he laid the foundation of this program, and uh, yes, he set did a standard that you know I think is is going to be very difficult to um, so. If you're listening to this pod and you're not at work, just, you know, go ahead and raise a glass to Mark Rick. Just, Mark Rick, this is Cheers for you. To you. Cheers yeah. to you. Hey, we're going to come back after this. Talk a little bit of Tennessee Mizzou. But first, we'll let you about prize picks. Prize pick is daily, daily fantasy made easy for college football. Prizepicks.com, award-winning app over at the iOS store or Google Play. You can do mixed entry. You can do any prop you can think of. And by the way, we can think of a lot of prop bets, especially with Tennessee coming in. Go ahead, take some under bets on score, how they score. You make the number against the projections and you win. It's that easy. Prizepicks.com is daily fantasy made easy. Head over there right now, put in locked on the promo code, get up to a hundred percent, up to a hundred dollars matching deposit. You put a hundred bucks in, you put locked on in, you get a hundred bucks on top of that over at prizepicks.com or the iOS store or Google play. All right. Um, John, maybe let's quickly other thoughts from Georgia, Missouri game, things that stood out to you uh, or even just general thoughts around the landscape of college football from last weekend before we turn our attention to um, the world's largest mustard container. In Knoxville, Tennessee, <laughs> you guys did a, you guys did a great job of talking about Mizzou yesterday uh, on on the podcast. I I would just add, um, it, you know, I Stetson Bennett made some poor decisions. We all saw that, but but the wide receivers that y'all well documented yesterday, I couldn't be happier to to have this group getting healthy at this time, having Jermaine Burton back out there that y'all talked about a lot yesterday. Um, so that that really stood out to me. You know, I'll also say, I mean, you look at the landscape of college football, you had Ohio State losing a close game or winning a close game with Nebraska, three and five or three and ne- six. Nebraska. Scott Frost just had his contract restructured so he could stay <laughs> instead of being fired. And that's Absolutely. who they almost lost to. Almost I mean they were that was a that was a Nebraska miss a field goal to cut it to a three point game basically in the fourth quarter. C- Cincinnati struggling again, having to have two goal line stands against fumbled on the goal line. Fumbled on the goal line at the end of the game. 
yes. to potentially score a two point conversion and tie the game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and 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 you know, you look at Michigan State, you know, get, falling into Purdue. I mean, good lord, like wh- who is Purdue? Purdue, if you're a, if you're a top ten Big Ten team going into Purdue, you better buckle up because they're they're beating a lot of hey, them. Uh, how about this, John? Year. Give me give me a Tuesday lock. Give me a Tuesday lock. It's Purdue plus twenty at Ohio State this weekend. That's the line. Purdue plus twenty. Are you willing to put your money down that they can do it again? <laughs> I would. I will just say this. I would not bet against Purdue in a top in against the top ten Big Ten team. Boy, what man? Man, show up. Uh, so you just look. You have to feel good. My only, you know, I'll say about the weekend is you just have to feel good as a Georgia fan of where your team is. You have to feel good that like look across the landscape at you know Alabama's offense sputtering. Like who 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 can you look at in that top you know ten and say this team is actually going to give it to Georgia? And um, and you know after nine weeks, I. I don't know, guys. You got to feel good about where you are as a Georgia fan. That's my observation. All right. Well, let's then turn our attention to a team that thinks they are going to give it to Georgia on Saturday, John. <clears throat> and that is the Tennessee oh, no. Volunteers. When when we say it, are we talking about the mustard? Because I think Tennessee it is, is the to golf balls. The mustard. Trying to, they're trying to give us the mustard. Listen, <laughs> when we go up to Neyland State. Kirby has been very clear that this is going to be a hostile environment. And Everyone's acting like he's complimenting the Tennessee fan base. He's literally saying we are going to be afraid for our physical well-being because when we go in there, they are going to be throwing things at us. Projectile weapons are going to be used. Um, it's, It's a fan base that is as deplorable and disgusting as any in college football. But let's talk about the players on the field. Hendon Hooker. Uh, Josh Heupel and the Tennessee offense, John, what gives you the most trepidation going into Saturday? Well, I, you know, I think for me, I think, um, trepidation, uh, is maybe not the right word because I, I still, frankly, I don't have much trepidation going up to Knoxville. Okay. I don't. What I will say, if there are things that worry me, I do think um, of all the teams Georgia has played so far, Tennessee has figured out their tempo and has figured out their, you know, their ability to do what they do. They have been getting better week over week. Now you look at, you know, they played Alabama. Alabama figured out made a made a Nick Saban uh second half adjustment that we're that we all know uh, all too well um and figured some things out. But Tennessee, that tempo uh gives me some trepidation. I don't think Georgia is, has seen yet a team that's going to go as fast as Tennessee. I also think, you know, Hendon Hooker, I will say this, you know, uh with uh <laughs> with all due respect to Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. Um, I I'm think sorry, he, I didn't, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean how that. much respect is due. The man, all, how much? Well, what's well, well, Anthony Anthony Richardson uh, was cleared uh, to play and then heard himself dancing in the hotel room on Friday. You, you realize he heard himself he heard himself dancing, and then as defense, he published a video of the dance move he was trying to do, like to garner respect from people. Yes, yes. yes. So, so, uh, so all due respect, which is not not a lot of respect. Dude. Not a uh, lot. 
I will say, you know, ten, Tennessee, you know, the thing that you have to look at with, with them is is that they um, – they are going to throw a lot at this Georgia defense that we have not seen this year. A quarterback that can actually move, um, a tempo that can actually that will that will be fast. Um, and I think when you if you look at <clears throat> missing players like Adam Anderson, is a good example in this game. Um, that that gives you a little bit of pause, right? I mean, Adam Anderson does a lot with for Georgia from his versatility standpoint, not only rushing rushing the passer, but dropping back in coverage, being able to, you know, uh, play some spying the quarterback type thing. And um, without a player like that, you know, you have to you have to be a little bit worried about going up to Knoxville. Yep, I think so. I think that, like I said, the tempo is going to be really interesting. I think we're going to get in the third segment, kind of what you anticipate. Uh, I got some questions about Jordan Davis on this defense. It's known that when he's on the field, we have a better defense, but how much is he going to play with that tempo going? We know on third down, he comes out a lot. So how's that going to play in? Yep. Um, I, I, I think trepidation, I, no one is, I, I'm paused more than I have been. Yep. In any other game this year, but not yep. not much, not much. Uh, we're gonna become we're gonna be coming back, talking a little bit more about it. But first, Dan is gonna let you know about Bet Online. Yeah, BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. You already know by now. They're the place that Clint and I go to place every lock on every game. And so, if you're looking to get in on that Purdue money line on the road at Ohio State oh, no. um, on Saturday, BetOnline.ag is the place to go. Uh, bet on uh, every, every sport, the NFL, NHL, NBA, college basketball starts up uh, tonight. It's Tuesday. College basketball starts tonight. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs play t- uh, tonight in the Steg. And so if you're in Athens, you should go to that. Um, and then the, that Champions Classic, whatever that thing is, you can bet on that. Take a little Kansas, Kentucky. Money line parlay. That's my that's my pick tonight. Kansas, Kentucky, money line parlay. I think it's like plus two hundred. Both teams to win outright tonight. That's my pick. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Enter the promo code locked on and you get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your initial deposit. That is fifty percent free money with which to bet at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Clint, you said you had some questions for John regarding Saturday. So yeah, Adam Anderson out uh, so far. We we don't know any news, but we're just projecting out. I think that's a safe bet. Jordan Davis comes out on third down. We got Trayvon Walker. We got Nolan Smith. Uh, we had Devontae Wyatt, that defensive line. Do we see a thinned out defensive line? And the rotation is not going to be there because we're not going to have a chance to yeah. get them in with the pace going unless penalties or unless yeah. sacks happen, unless we stop that. What do you think that does to the defense that we've seen accustomed to a rotation so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna stress the defense um, in ways that we haven't been stressed before. And what I mean by that is, I think you know, <clears throat> anytime you have a a Georgia practices these rotations religiously and depend on them. You know, I think Jordan Davis is. Um, I haven't I haven't seen the latest stat, but I think you know, a couple, as of a couple weeks ago, he had only played like thirty five percent of. Of snaps, and so if you have him in on first and second down, you're trying to get somebody in on third down. You can't. That's gonna that's gonna stress the defense. Um, and so when I when I look at that, you know, I I think the 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 saving grace for Georgia is 
this defense is very, very good at getting teams in third down situations and getting off the field. And so if Georgia can get off, the, if they can get Tennessee in third down situations, so if you can play those first two downs, knowing that you're not going to be able to rotate and knowing that, you know, you can you can uh, uh, pressure Tennessee in some way, make, make Hendon Hooker make some bad decisions and get them in third down, Georgia is most likely to win those third down situations. Where Tennessee thrives is – um scoring quickly right so they yeah i mean i you you look and i think i i hope this is right and maybe it's wrong but i was looking at the espn box score and tennessee ran like 47 plays against kentucky and scored 45 points uh, like they, yeah, they, yeah. they had the ball 13 minutes i mean the time of possession was unbelievable it was, it was truly truly bonkers and so when you look at that kind of thing right like you have to hope what's going to save what what has saved the Georgia defense this year. I shouldn't say save. What has been their kind of strength has been rotating in defensive linemen who can put pressure on the on the the offensive line, reset the line of scrimmage, and actually um, uh, stress the the opposing quarterback, create lanes for pass rush, etc. What I think this week could be flipped, where you have the secondary that's actually going to be the ones that are going to save the defensive line, right? If they're, if they stay locked 100%. on, if they stay disciplined, play their assignments, um, that for me is going to be the key to keeping that defensive line from getting fatigued and getting, and getting stressed. Do you know what stops drives and this, I know they can keep chucking it down and time possession is really low, but do you know what stops the hurry up, the big play, the explosiveness, catching a defense off guard is incomplete passes. Yep. And so if we have, oh wait, Athletic, three athletic inside backers, yep. and oh, wait, two safeties that are par excellence again, just in yep. the SEC. Yep. Making incompletion stops offenses like that in a hurry. Um, other question I have for you Do you think Kirby gets in the ear of Todd Munkin and says, Hey, um, I don't want to give them the ball m- that much. We're going to rely on the run. We're going to, we're going to, yeah, are we going to, are we going to do a little, a little milk in action? Uh, that, little, uh, little Matt Luke. Yeah, I you know, I so here's here's what Georgia fans may not may not want to hear. Um, but man, I, I will be totally fine if Georgia goes up to Knoxville and runs the ball 40 times and grinds on this Tennessee uh defense and uh and and puts this game away and keeps Tennessee from it gets us in a place where their tempo and their ability to score uh, quickly doesn't matter. You know, I, I, I don't personally, I don't think that's going to happen because here's what I think. I think um, Todd Munkin and Kirby smart uh, are, they are going to look to score. They're going to look to score early. I think they're going to look to move the ball. I don't think they're going to be in a position where they're going to come out of the gate of grinding it out. Um, but but I wouldn't be mad at them if they are. Uh, you know, I mean, it's – but you look at it and you have to – they have to be watching that film of Kentucky. So we've talked we, – we, I was on this this podcast talking about Kentucky a few weeks ago. Kentucky at one point was a top 25 defense. After giving up 600-some yeah. to Tennessee, I don't know that they are anymore. Um, but they but they were at one point. And, and so – and Kentucky – I mean, they're, Kentucky is not a bad defense. They play very sound, fundamental football. And yep. um and and they got up there and kept the ball forever for 46 minutes and they lost the game. 
Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, you look at Kirby Smart and Todd Munkin, and, and Kirby has said this over and over through, throughout the year. The goal is to score points. The goal is to be explosive. The goal is to um, is to score points. Um, and I'll put this little plug in there. Georgia is averaging more points per game than Tennessee. Um, no, come on. Absolutely. Georgia is averaging 38.4 points a game to Tennessee's 38.2. So come on. So so this offense can score um and can be explosive. And I think they're gonna try to. Um I won't be I won't be mad if we get out to a lead and then sit on the ball. Um I will be mad if we go up there and 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 from right out of the gate feel like we're uh, trying to just control the clock. Hmm. Conservative do Kirby. Don't know Conservative don't Kirby. Do that. Don't do Next that. Parent. We'll see. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, John, uh, thanks as always for being on the show. Uh, we mentioned the Dogs Dispatch, dogsdispatch.com. Um, uh, you're sending out newsletters. You are flooding people's inboxes with information. Tell the it's people good. how they can get connected. Tell them what it is and tell them why yeah. they should uh, sign up. Yeah, Dog Dispatch is just my take on Georgia football. Um, it's uh, uh, via email and on the web at dogdispatch.com. Um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you're going to get a little nugget, um, a few points of kind of what I see from things. You'll get some uh, nice uh, uh, animated GIFs, uh, some Ooh. good shots at opponents um, and at our rivals. Um, we'll make sure that we, you know, get our get our shots in. Um, and I'm hoping, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping that um, the dog dispatch on Monday of next week is going to be uh, another, you know, topping a 41 to nothing kind of victory. I would Ooh. love nothing, nothing more uh, than to than to have, you know, 45 or 49 reasons to love Georgia and zero Ooh. reasons to love Tennessee Ooh. after this week. You love to see it. Uh, dogdispatch.com, folks. Get over there. Sign up. John, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you, as always, for coming back on the pod. And um, we will come drink all of your whiskey sometime very soon. All everyone everyone is welcome. Nope. nope. Daniel and I are welcome. You guys aren't. I, you guys. Not. The address is in the mail. Get to a thousand uh, subscribers and we'll talk about it. Yeah, thousand, thousand YouTube subscribers. Let's talk about YouTube it. Thousand subscribers. We'll talk about who can come. Thousand YouTube subscribers. subscribers. We invite everyone to John's house for whiskey. My that's, wife will be totally fine. Don't worry. Totally thrilled. She'll be thrilled. Amazing. Uh, all right, we'll be back tomorrow. We got another special guest on the pod tomorrow. Uh, excited for that. Hope you'll join us uh, on Lockdown Bulldogs on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'll see y'all. See ya.